Campbell Monday. This is Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Speaking to Naya in just a moment as she gets us inside her latest project. That's highlighting black businesses during Black History Month. Important work. Something you need to hear is what we've got planned on Jazz Social, on the website, everywhere you go. This will be a good opportunity to hear from that. Because I know, look, Utah could use a little bit more diversity. So let's bring these businesses into the mainstream. Let's get it going to make this the place for everyone. You want to hear it from Nio in just a moment. But first, the streak ends. 11 games. I talked with her about favorite moments during the streak, what she saw. But let's start with where it ended. And look, like your favorite book, like your favorite TV show, there's always going to be an end to it. All right, nothing lasts forever. And you saw against the Nuggets why the Joker is an MVP candidate. Why the buzz early, if you listen to the streets, if you're listening down, why he's so highly acclaimed right now. It's because he can do that 40-point performance. He can dish it out like Patrick Mahomes, finding players out of a double team. When you double, it's a terrible fool's errand because he can see over a defense and operate an offense. He has the ball in his hand so often, and then he launches those moon balls into the sky and down the basket. He's a unique guy. He's a unicorn. And with how unique he is, it's a bad matchup for everyone in the league. What is important, though, is how close these games have been with Denver over the last nine outings. You had the seven-game series, and then the Jazz beat them once, and now they lose. So they split the first two in the regular season. This is becoming a real rivalry. You have rivals on the sidelines. Michael Malone against Quinn Snyder. Quinn getting coach of the month. And it's very deserved with the way that the Jazz have played. You have the streak. You have how they found an identity, playing fast, shooting so many threes, unlocking all sorts of players. Jordan Clarkson among them. Of course, it's Niall Campbell Monday. We have to mention Jordan Clarkson. But then you have the centers battling each other. And then Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, the display that they showed in the playoffs last year. This is uber competitive. It's in one time zone, the mountain time zone. The one time zone where everything's in a reasonable hour as far as basketball games. So you see how close these two teams are. Take another playoff series between them? I might. Be fun. We'll have to wait and see. As always, help others find the podcast. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Five-star reviews, that's all I ask of you. Let's get to Nio, as not only do we go over favorite moments, the high parts of the 11 games, but first, we talk about one of her other digital properties. She did an Instagram Live with Mia Yoni. Talked about his album a couple weeks back. Well, she got to review it with him. The textured individual of Mia Yoni. That's where we start. On this, Nio Campbell Monday. No, they didn't have a game Thursday. It was Thursday. Yes, they had a game Friday, but not Thursday. 
Yes, that's what it was. So I talked to Mie on Thursday on IG Live. Um, we were able to talk his album, Lost Angels. Um, we also got to talk about him being an actor. Um, some of the films, he played the wizard in The Wizard of Oz. Um, he also was in Bye Bye Birdie as well. We got, that was a lot of fun. Was, oh, he has a new dog by the name of Sosa. Um, I think we now need to talk about like players and their dogs because they seem to really love them. Um, I'm not a dog person. Sorry for everyone listening. I know every time you're on the IG live, you get blown up on the fact that you aren't a dog person and, and it offends many sensibilities of many fans. Yeah. It's just the issue is it's like, I actually have every reason though, not to like dogs. I mean, not to love dogs. I don't dislike them, but I was attacked by a big dog and a small dog. So there's no way, there's no really in between in terms of like a caring for them. It's like PTSD. When a dog comes running towards me, I immediately have flashbacks. Like I tense up, I get nervous. Um, and I used to think, oh, small dogs, they're fine. No, small dogs are worse. I was attacked by a small dog. And because they were so small, they held onto my flesh. Oh. And fitting, like, and I was trying to shake it off me and it winning it off. So not a huge fan of dogs. So when I see them, it, it, it yeah. Is it I all just, pets or is it just dogs? Um... I don't like cats. Oh, I hate cats. Like dogs, I can get used to. I can get, I can like, if you tell me that your dog's a good dog and your dog actually is a good dog, then I'll actually might start liking it. My best friend has the cutest dog in the world named Venus. Love her. But cats literally scare me. Cats scare me. They shed. They're super like, I don't like how independent they are. I don't like how sneaky they are. I no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't like. What about a turtle? I had a turtle growing up. I named it Speedy, and it was no, it was just a small little turtle, little bean who had a small shell and would crawl into it and walk around. Very enjoyable. I don't know how I feel about turtles. I know that I used to. One thing that I will say is kind of weird, I guess, people is that I like snakes. I think snakes are really cool. Wow. Okay. So if you were to have a snake, what would the name be? Ooh, that's you. That's a hard question. I don't even know. Reptile. I don't know what I would call a snake. My teacher, my middle school teacher, my middle school teacher, my fifth grade teacher had snakes in his classroom and he had a banana snake. And I think those are really cool. I don't know. That's a really hard question. All right. That's going to be another assignment for me for next week because I don't know. You got the book report. You've got to figure out a name for your snake. Yeah. Make let's get the snake name jazz related as well. That's what I'm thinking. I'm, that's what I was. I was definitely. We were already there with that. It'll okay. Ha- good. Figure that out. Yeah. I'm trying to think of of snake nicknames that Bowler may have given out to some of the players. I can't remember off the top of my head. Mie has a dog, and you aren't fond of dogs. Yeah, the dog is kind of cute for right now. It's a cute little dog. It's a it's half Rottweiler and something else. Hmm. So rots, rylers are very scary animals. We had a uh, yellow lab growing up. Yeah, labs? I think labs. No, I like golden retrievers. Yeah, it's the quintessential dog, the golden retriever. Yeah, golden retrievers. I've never been attacked by a golden retriever. Always was treated with respect by a golden retriever. Nice. But it was a black dog. Dog content's up. Dog content booming. It's always booming. People love dog content. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh you don't okay all right no, i'm not one to you know 
I like babies. I was talking with somebody. They're like, I'm the type of person that I love dogs so much that if somebody mentions they have a dog, I'm like, oh, like, what's the name? What's this breed? Blah, blah, blah. But if you mention you have a baby, I'm like, okay, that's nice. Me, I'm the opposite. I'm like, you have a baby. You have a child. Let me see photos. Yeah, no. Anything else you learned from me, other than he has a dog? What were the reviews um, on the, on his album? From I actually the- really liked his album. He has one song by the name of Chances that I really, really liked. I've listened to it at least five times. It's 28 minutes, um, I, or it might be 32. It's one of, it's, it's, um, it's that number, but it's really cool. Um, it's the perfect amount of time uh, because you can listen to it multiple times and, and it grows on you more and more. I told you before, I like his samples. Um, but yeah, no, he's, I, I learned that, like as he was growing up, um, school was really important to him. Uh, he played the instruments. He played instruments. He was also in theater. He was also um, playing basketball. So his parents, you know, his mom was making sure that he was super involved with everything that he uh, that he was doing. And it was really cool because he said on the live, his parents were in the live, his aunts were in the live, his whole family was in there supporting him on top of the players. So it was cool to be able to have that conversation with him. We even talked about Kobe and Kobe's legacy and impact on him being from California. Um, so yeah, it was a fun live, hoping that we can get some more out maybe this week, um, but definitely get at least one more. Out. Well, maybe two more, cause we're in February. So maybe two more out in February. Uh, so we'll hopefully get some, some content going. We'll keep an eye out for those. As always, they're archived on at Utah Jazz. You can just search and you'll find it in the IGTV. The entire conversation is there and you get to talk and see and learn about one of the new contributors to this jazz team, Mie Oni, who's getting some nice minutes as some guys will be out with injury. Mie Oni could step into that spot and be one of those guys who contributes. Team, as far as they went, Streak ends at 11, but over the stretch, what amazing basketball that they played heading into Denver yesterday where it was snapped at 11 games. I told you, I was like, wow, like this is, this is just beautiful. Like um, they had a perfect home streak or home stand. Um, and it was great to watch. It was just great basketball. Um, seeing how great of a team they are most of the games weren't close to deficits at all. It was like, you know, like some parts of the game, but no, they came out shooting, shooter shoot. They were shooting. They broke records as three point, um, in the three point field. Um, I think for the month of January, they had the most three points made by any team since I believe the Houston Rockets. Since I, I forgot, I feel like forget if it's 2016 or 2017, but that was huge, a huge accomplishment there. Um, we know we had some ups and downs with Donovan having um, getting a concussion and Derek Favors being out. But even when they were both out, they were still able to beat the Mavs back to back. Um, and yeah, they came back yesterday. Unfortunately, fell short, but all streaks have to come to an end at some point. Um, it wasn't the greatest game to watch because it was more or less a blowout. Um, but sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that loss to come back even harder. So we've done 11 games winning streak. Maybe we can go for 13 the next time. Um, but yeah, it was great to watch. It was just, I think one thing that I was having conversations with the players and you know, this, um, on zooms was just, we're talking about the brotherhood, um, and the friendships that they have no egos on the team, just all knowing, the, the pluses and minuses of how people play and being aware of who is on the court at the time and how you can help them grow um, and become better as a unit. 
Juwan Morgan had moments during the time that Derek Favors was out. They were super creative in the way that they utilized him. They had George out there, Mie as another contributor off the bench. They found ways without Faves and Donovan to cobble together effective minutes against a team that could be in the playoffs and one that you might be going against in a first-round series. The Mavs last year had a historic offense, the best offense in the history of the game. Now, Jazz were able to get that done over the streak by the way that they played defense. I think the biggest highlight for me, if I'm looking at those 11 games, was how well that they were playing defensively. And whenever you hear Rudy's talk, Rudy's always saying how the identity of the team has to be defensively. They have to be physical. They have to play with physicality. And that's what you didn't see on Sunday was the defensive uh, efforts being at the same level that it was. And it's completely understandable when you win 11 games in a row and you're doing it night after night, there can be fatigue involved. There was rust clearly on, on Donovan as he's coming back. So it was a, a streak where a lot happened and you saw how good that this team can be. Uh, it's about now just continuing that identity into this February portion where they're going to be taking on Boston, the Celtics, your favorite team growing up. They're going to take on the Heat later on this month and the Lakers. These are high-powered opponents that they're going to take on the rest of the month. Yeah, they have some huge, huge games coming up. The Heat have actually – I feel really – I kind of feel bad for the Heat. They've been hit with the COVID, um, COVID issues. Uh, apparently, Tyler Hero is now going to be out for a little bit um, because he has someone in his family tested positive. And, you know, Jimmy Butler was out for some time because of it. I didn't realize how much, you know, COVID – I mean, I guess it's, it's going to sound not, it's kind of sound a little stupid here, but it's a respiratory disease, a rep- respiratory infection, and you have to come back and you have to play these, these minutes. And so um, the Heat have been struggling a little bit, but I think by the time we play them, Jimmy's going to have his, his rhythm back. Um, Tyler Hero will probably be playing as well. And it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to definitely be a fun game to watch and see Jason Tatum's coming back from having COVID as well. Um, so these guys, you know, it's going to be some serious games. We play them both. Oh, we play the Bucks and the Heat back to back. Yeah. We play one on Friday and then the other on Saturday and we beat the Bucks. So, you know, now they're coming with a chip on their shoulder. They want to beat us now. We beat them at their home. They're probably going to come out here and try to beat us on our, our floor our, on our home court. So yeah, it's some serious games coming up. Um, but if, you know, the Jazz are, are going to play like they did this January or if they're going to play, yeah, if they're going to play like they did this past January, then I think we're, we're in for a treat. Um, these are going to be some fun games to watch and see and cheer on, even if it is. Cass- Cassidy brought this up on the podcast last time out, and I guess we take it for granted here, but the Jazz really haven't been – dealing with a lot of COVID issues. They've had so much consistency into the lineup, knock on wood. Last couple games where they even dealt with injury issues with with Derek and Donovan uh, coming back and and joining the fold, having an an entire group play together for so long, that 
that helps that consistency and keeps things going in, in the same direction. The other thing that stands out from the last couple games, Joe Ingles passing John Stockton in all-time threes for this franchise. And I wanted to just point out a Stockton stat that I found to be interesting and indicative of how different the game is now as opposed to when he was playing. Back when John Stockton had his rookie year, you want to guess how many three-pointers he attempted the entire season? Um, 50. 11. He launched 11 three-pointers, and he played in every single game, so it wasn't as if he wasn't getting on the floor. 11 threes in an 82-game season. I wonder what game (laughs) he decided. This is going to be the game I'm going to throw up a three-pointer. He just said, let's go. Want to know how many threes Joe Ingles launched in his rookie year with the Jazz? 202. The game has changed. It's completely different. 11 versus Yeah. That's insane how many that John made at that time when you're attempting so few. Yeah, so few. In that era, he was able to make so many that he put him at the top of this list. And that just proves more to the legend of John Stockton. If you're looking for another book, Assisted by John Stockton. I have to probably, yeah, I'm going to add that to my list. Oh, I have to read that, of course. Naya. With the forward by Carl Malone. Forward by Carl Malone, written by his friend from Spokane, Carrie Pickett. I read it over the off season. I, I guess it's not really the off season. The hiatus, the break, the break that we had. Was there an off season? There's never an off season. Yeah. Uh, but it has the, all the stories for John growing up in Spokane, growing up with his dad owning the bar that everybody knows about, takes you through wow. the Olympics. It's a lot of fun. And pretty similar stories in the way that John and, and Joe are looking at themselves joe having to come in after being cut by the clippers joining Mm -hmm. the jazz fighting for every inch and john being an underdog from gonzaga having to fight for his spot with jerry sloan in the old jazz of the 80s yeah i'm I'm excited to read more about him um to learn because he's a legend here so to be able to read about him will be exciting um this is going to be fun to read i'm excited jerry sloan May God rest his soul. Like just reading all, I'm excited. This will definitely be something. I'll probably get through a good chunk of this. We don't have that many. Oh gosh, we do have games at the end of the week. Um, I was like, we don't have that many games this week. We have four. Uh, so I'm gonna try to get through this. Uh, oh, we have to talk about the Black History episode now that we can. It's officially out. Launched it today, February first. <laughs> the very first edition of the Black History Month episodes, where you are highlighting Black-owned businesses. We previewed it on the last podcast, if you want that little edition of it. Explain more, though, as we are starting to roll out. By the time this comes out, everybody has seen your episode that is out of late. What do we have in store? But if you haven't seen it and you're listening now and you're wondering where you can watch it, you can watch it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It'll also be on the broadcast. And, and if you come to a game, you'll see it there. All right. That was my little ad voice. Um, but yeah. Plug, so, plug, plug. <laughs> plug it, plug it, plug. It's officially out. Um, I kind of previewed, um, or I guess previewed it last week uh, when we wrapped. But this episode is Love's, Lovey's Cakes, 
which is located in South Ogden, Utah. It's the only black owned bakery in all of Northern Utah. Um, and her name is Debbie Glanton. She's absolutely amazing. So we chat with her about how she started her business. Um, you know, how she got into, how she got into baking some of her famous, uh, cupcakes one of them being the potato chip cookie never heard of that before i was shocked to hear about it but apparently it's a bestseller and people are addicted to it um she said she's actually trying to get us some so i'm trying to figure out how we can get this little exchange going so you guys can be able to taste it um but yeah no i'm really excited to have her on as the first premiere episode we'll have another episode next monday so every monday for the next four weeks will be an episode on a black owned business and nonprofit. um really great conversations a first of its kind for the brand and i'm excited to have been able to be a part of it um and to be able to produce create and shout out to our creative team for dealing with me. Um, I'm not the easiest producer. Uh, I'm very hands-on um, or out in the field. So shout out to Jerry and Cole and Alexa, because I'm very big on my angles, how things look, if we're getting this shot, if we're getting that shot. Um, but it's out and I'm really happy it's out. And I can't wait for you all to see the next three episodes. Brand is strong. What was your favorite cupcake that you tried? Um, so I had the Oreo cupcake, I believe. That was really good. Oh, no, 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 no. There was a strawberry one that I had. Mm, I Ooh. love strawberries. It was very, very good. But you get this, JP, 120 cupcake flavors. 120. 120. That's insane. You can literally, for 120 days, try a different cupcake every single night. Now, you would gain a few pounds but 120 cupcakes. And on Wednesday, she does a deal of $2.50 for cupcakes. It's called Welcome Wednesday. So you all can go out, go support her business. Um, it's a, a small bakery, but she's, you know, she has such great customers. And um, I just want to make sure that we support and we uplift uh, this unique gym that I found. When did you guys connect? How did you guys get in touch with each other? I was just doing research like looking up different places. I wanted to hit different areas. So we are, we're hitting food, the arts, um, fashion, and then we have a nonprofit. And we're going to actually be talking with a nonprofit next week. So I was just looking up different things, Black-owned restaurants, Black-owned bakery. Like I was just looking up different things. And that's kind of how I came across it. Great. It's a, it's a good cause to get behind. And of course, who doesn't need a cupcake okay. to get themselves lifted up? It was so peaceful after a night of editing. I had, she gave me four cupcakes to take home. And after a night of like going through footage, um, you know, I just sat back and I had my cupcake and it was just so rewarding. It, it just, I just recommend. It's a good way to cap off the day. Okay. <laughs> Jordan Clarkson moment of the week. We have to mention him. It's the podcast. So what, what do you have? I thought we were going to go through an episode without talking about Jordan. <laughs> no, we have to. It's the Jordan Clarkson moment of the week on Nio Campbell Monday. Do you have anything? Because I always do. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, when Donovan was out, what did he do? Step up and show out. That's what he does. Um, every week we got to talk about the Rove or the <laughs> Willy Wonka. Um, <laughs> attire that he wore to the game but yeah no he stepped out showed out. I think he had 22 points um like he's he and Rudy were just showing out um for the Dallas Mavs game so as always Jordan Clarkson this is a Jordan Clarkson stand podcast 
Sixth man of the year. 31 against the Mavs on Wednesday, the 22 follow-up. Just a bucket getter. And he had he had the robe that he walked into the game on Wednesday. And it's going to be a feature, I'm sure, every single game. Hashtag ultra drip. Michelob Ultra getting a shout out on the podcast. You can check that out on social. It goes out on Twitter, on Instagram. Jordan Clarkson walking into the game. He will certainly be featured on both of those. What were your thoughts on those outfits that he came in with? I, I liked it. I liked the robe. The robe was really cool. Um, yeah. And I, I appreciated the, the caption, Instagram caption after when he was by his candy. It just, it just, it was it's just all the aesthetics. I really appreciate how, you know, you come to a game, you deliver, and then you go back home and you're still, you're still serving <laughs> with his dog. Did you see his dog in the shop? Yeah, he has a dog too. It's a very big dog. But we're going to ignore that. <laughs> you got dog issues. You got dog issues that you have to work out now. I'm just, yeah, I'm just thinking about how crazy that dog might be. That's a big dog. If he's, yeah. All right. Next week, book report on 100 things every jazz fan should know. Get through a third of it. We'll push it along as you get your book club going of 100 things to know. And then we also need a jazz name for your snake. Oh, yes. Yes. Thanks for holding me accountable. It'll happen. Maybe I'll come up with something from reading the book. Happy Niall Campbell Monday. Bye.